Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the 1099 for the week of May 16th, 2016. I'm your host as always, Josiah Renauden, and with me today is the man behind the GameRanks YouTube channel, pretty much it, because video games and a guest who's making a third appearance, that's right, a three-peat on the podcast, Jake Baldino. Jake, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm I'm doing so great. I think uh, last time I made a joke about being an SNL host that was on it too many times. So I'm not going to make that joke again, even though I kind of just did. You should have. So. You should have just like leaned into it, and we, I would we would have pretended like, oh, it's still so. Oh, funny. he's still so funny. He's and so great. Had, I would add like an SNL laugh track. It would have been fantastic. <laughs> you're pretty much the. You're like the Michael Jordan. You three-peated. You're the Michael. You're the the '90s Bulls of as this lo- podcast. As long as I'm not crying, Michael Jordan. I don't no. Make- yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully you're not crying. What, what's the deal with that? Why was he crying? Is that real? Uh, it's. That might have been during his. I'm I'm so bad. Was it was his my retirement. is a little bit off. I think that was his retirement, uh, or maybe his his Hall of Fame induction, um, well, where he's like thanking people, but he was also like shitting on people, where he's like, "Oh, you motherfuckers who didn't believe in me, you can kiss my ass. I'm the best player ever, and thank you to all my fans." And you're like, "What just happened? Like, you can't <laughs> do both those things, dude. You're getting like a, a wreck. <laughs> he's just like all over the place. But yeah, he's just become the hoop earring. He's, he doesn't even. Michael Jordan took a heel turn. I hate God. I dislike wrestling. But does he still do the, the the little the little soul patch thing? I think little, he does. Or no, like a little mustache, right? He still wears the hoop earring. He recently was like quoted saying that uh, he doesn't listen to any rap, even though like every rapper has pretty much like referenced him in any of their music. So it's like, well, that's a little shitty. And he still it? does like the limited releases for his shoes, where people like knife each, each other to get them. Yeah. And it's like, of course, he's not causing that. But dude, release more shoes. Uh, yeah, I don't. This is not the Michael Jordan podcast. I don't like it. It is. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the uh the the, the famous Jordan podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what we're actually here to talk about. No, what we're really here to talk about is uh. So I've wanted to do like a, hey, you should ask me all of your industry questions and all of your like whatever questions you have. Uh, I did that solo podcast where I kind of answered like, here's how I got to where I am today. And I want to do it more in that, like, if I missed stuff or if there's something specific you guys want to know, you should ask me directly. And I was like, someone who I would love to have on this podcast because he's great on the video side would be Jake Baldino. So we sent out like seven different calls and got a lot of questions from people. Yeah. Um, Bring it on. Yeah. We got a little bit of everything. Um, it's not all industry stuff, I swear. There's actually maybe like 50-50, and the rest is like <laughs> food and bathroom habits. We're, we'll answer as many as we can get to in like an hour. Um, again, yeah, we're both kind of long-winded, so. Yeah, this might be three <laughs> hours. We'll see how this goes. No. Yeah, I, let's do it. <laughs> I should be asleep by the end of it. Um, yeah, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. There's a lot going on, and I will be, yeah, we'll read off some of these, read off your names. No one wanted to be anonymous. Everyone wants to hear me uh, pronounce the name as poorly as possible, so. Uh, starting with an easy one this is actually like the easiest name thank you carly evans for having an easy name um this is a kind of one i'm guessing we both get all the time uh email reads this one's email not tweet i wanted to know what is a good way to get into the gaming industry hold on there's more uh i know this is a very generic and vague question but to put it in context i'm going to graduate with an english degree is there a place for someone like me and I'll at least kick this one off. I yeah. I think an English degree is an awesome start yeah. to get into the industry. Uh, I I have a communications with a concentration in journalism, and I just strongly believe you don't have to have a journalism degree to get into games journalism because mm. games journalism can be a bit of a misnomer for what this is. 
Um, I think English really, you know, my, my roommate moved on. He changed uh, from communications to English and a lot of his classes were good, deep analytical looks at writing at uh, different, you know, grammar trends and stuff like that. And I think that's perfect for if you want to get into this point in games journalism where we have a lot more sites that are more analytical, more looking at how we write about video games, how we talk about video games, how we criticize video games. Uh, and while, of course, there's still the enthusiast sites out there, there's still like, you know, IGN more, you know, mostly an enthusiast site. GameSpot can be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's room for everything. And uh, I, when you're asking for like a good way to get in the industry, of course, a college education isn't required. Um, I, I I would encourage it. I always encourage education. That's, you know, I sound like I'm a politician. Like, I, education is important for families <laughs> oh, and all right, everything. Dad. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that is definitely. I have a degree. It's helped me. It helped me understand how to be a better writer. And I will always encourage, like, hey, you should be good at writing if you want to write about games. Not just know a lot about games. There's a balance to it. Uh, so yeah, I think that is a great place to start. I mean, do you have any general, broad, and like, answers yeah. for how to get into the gaming industry? Yeah, I'd say, well, I would definitely say that an English degree is awesome because I think if you do want to get in, you have to really sit. You got to lean on your ability to write as if it's second nature, Mm -hmm. you know, like if it doesn't like you don't have to force yourself to sit down. Like if you can just write and write and write, chances are that's a, you know, an ability you have as an English major, then that's that's really good. I would say on the flip side, uh, probably the thing I say the most is is to do. So if she's in college right now, um, I, I recommend that she does not wait to get out of college to start doing. She needs to get up and do now immediately. Yes. Whether she's writing for a volunteer site, if she can't even get on a volunteer site, start a dope blog. Just start writing. Get your don't write about dope. Don't write about dope. No, on no, no, dope no, blog. Dope, write about games. Do dope blog. Dope dot dope dot dang dot <laughs> dope dot games dot triple x. <laughs> um, but definitely like get on the on the the doing side, building the portfolio because. Building a port like a college portfolio in a portfolio class will only get you so far. You need to really have that stuff ready to go by the time you're out of college because you're going to dump yourself into a market where other people are competing. And there's other people out there who have been doing it since they're 12. You know, they've just been trying to like write on Tumblr and they're just everybody has something to show. So you got to be up there with it. That's that's what I would say is do. I hate to sound like Yoda, like just do. But I think that is probably the most important advice you can give someone is, uh, of course, like, make sure you know how to write. Make sure you understand this industry so you can write about it in the same way where if you're pitching to a site, make sure you understand how that content works in that site so you're not pitching them a top 10 list when they are so staunchly against top 10 list. But uh, you're right when you say, like, there are people who've been doing this way longer than you right now. Um, yeah. This is a an insanely competitive industry uh and you want to make sure you are doing everything you can to set yourself up to have all the experience necessary so when that job opening happens you're ready like you are like you're not just a choice you're the best choice uh i started writing when like you said for a volunteer site when i was uh oh geez 17 Um, were you at stick skills first no uh, no so i was even before that so i went i worked at a site called uh reactiontime.co.uk british site uh, got about Sick. 10 clicks a year and like I really you know it was like just a few people we kind of messed around did some reviews no money it was just one of those like let's get better and then moved on to PSN fans and XBLA fans which uh, XBLA fans oh. 
Yeah. Uh, I actually hosted the PSN Fans podcast. That was my um, second podcast. We did a Reaction Time podcast, too. And then I went to Stick Skills, um, which RIP Stick Skills. I think it's still around, but not really. Um, it's, like, very rarely posted on. So I, I was just very... I guess I, I went into this knowing and always hearing that, like, these jobs are very limited, um, and you can't just... You can't just go up to someone and be like, I know how to write without any sort of proof that, like, yeah. yes, you know how to write. Uh, so experience, getting your foot in the door. Um, I mean, I have, I've missed out on uh, two full-time positions at major sites that I won't name. Um, and I got, like, deep into the interview process, but it was because I didn't have uh, on-camera experience. Like, mm. I did, but not enough, not enough recent stuff. I did some stuff at, like, 2013 for PAX and... E3, but uh, other people got that position as an editor uh, because I didn't have it. And uh, honestly, a few months after I went to those interviews for my full-time job, I was asked to do on-camera an on-camera interview for my company. And initially, I said nope because uh, they, the initial interview interviewer, like got sick and they wanted me to replace. And I only had, like two hours to prepare to talk about software. Not video game software, but like <laughs> software that I knew nothing about. So I ended up doing it anyway. And now I have these like two interviews that I can show people if another opportunity comes up. So that's the kind of stuff like jump on every opportunity, find Definitely. a volunteer site. If, like you said, if there's, if there's no volunteer sites out there that want your writing, which is okay. Like, everyone starts somewhere. Uh, start a blog, a dope blog. And pinch pennies, uh, pinch pennies, go on like, you know, no dollars to your name, go to a convention, listen to a panel. Get in there, shake hands. I know that's very hard. Like that's easier said than done, but you gotta just try and like become a different per not become a different person, but just you know break past any sort of anxieties you might have. But just get out there, shake people's hands, meet people, talk to people who are doing and doing it for a living, uh, because you can learn a lot from them. And honestly, even too, if you just meet that one person at a convention, and then you get their card and you email them for advice. Just by them giving you advice, you learn a lot. You also have at least one person you know. And, you know, it's who you know sometimes. It's amazing how much it is who you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many times where, like, I've done exactly what you said, where you meet people at a conference who are wildly more successful than me at that point. Uh, just email them for advice and suddenly, you know, you're not trying to, you know, make friends just so you can make money. But uh you you want those contacts it's it, people have done this before and the best people to ask are the people who've gone through it uh, everyone has a different story for how they got there and it's not always going to oh, work yeah. for you but it doesn't hurt to get as much info as possible um yeah it's we'll talk more about like industry stuff as we go forward but i think those are kind of like some of the core pillars for hey how do i get started like the way you get started is you get started like right now you don't you don't wait around you start getting shit done immediately um mm. because you need that portfolio uh on a similar track and by similar i mean completely opposite uh next question is from <laughs> i'm so sorry about your name ray porcia ray porca ray pork um my good buddy rp asks uh <laughs> this is for you jake this one's just for you first why is jada kiss as hard as it gets ah uh, that's a good question uh my response to that is where is Jadakiss? That's you know, Jadakiss doesn't know where Jadakiss is. <laughs> Jadakiss is just like maybe he's We need him now more than ever. Like we <laughs> he's not here. He might be asking himself this question in the mirror, like, damn, why is Jadakiss as hard as it gets? And he's like just really looking like it's a deep, like meditative he's doing yoga question. Like he's he's getting deep in himself. I think he's hard because if you watch that video, which I might have like a week ago, like he opens a door and there's like a jail cell 
yeah. with some dude in it immediately. That's hard. That is hard to live your life that way. Yeah. That's awful. Like, shit, if you get in trouble, they just put you in your jailhouse in your house. Like, and you're a product of your environment, so, you know, it's, <laughs> if yeah, you live no, in a jailhouse. No. Maybe that. You know what? I think you're right. This is a... This is a nurture, not nature thing where like he was around <laughs> these jail cells in his house. There, there's like 1% of people listening to this that know what we're talking about. <laughs> and he just got so hard because it was always there and you would think that he would try to avoid the jail life because it's always been there right, you know, next skills. to that closet. But it's one of those things where when you're close to it, sometimes you just can't avoid it. You can't not be hard. You can't be soft when you're hard. That's a fortune cookie. I, I'm impressed. I am really impressed. I have nothing to say to that. I, think I you also, answered. I want you to know I have not prepared for any of these questions. I just put oh, them down and I'm just seeing what happens. That uh, shit was Shakespearean. Uh, thank you. That's what I reach for. Uh, speaking of, I have no transition for Shakespeare, but uh, we're going to keep going on a track of completely unrelated video game <laughs> stuff. Um, to be or not to be, our next <laughs> question is... God damn it. Uh, so, Will Harrison on Twitter asks, uh, Popeye's KFC or Churches? Ooh, I don't know what that last one is. What is Church's Chicken? No, I don't know that. I'm going to be roasted if I get this wrong. I'm pretty sure it's a southern thing. I live in the south now, but like I live in Jacksonville, which is like this weird northern south. Uh, church, well, I put churches in a Google and immediately said churches near me, but I don't think they mean chicken. <laughs> I think there's talking is it spelled, about... Is it spelled with a V in the middle of it? Uh, no, oh, wait. It's, it's possessive like, churches, like, like John Church's Chicken. <laughs> It oh, is. Okay. Oh, there's there's like two. There's, there's one in downtown Jacksonville. Um. So, but that automatically removes it from your choices. So at this point, it's just either okay. Popeyes or KFC, right? Is it is it bad? Like, oh, this is gonna be so bad. Like, I, I want to choose neither. Man. No, that's fine. I, that was my. I know it's so bad. That goes against like my core being because I am like a garbage food boy. I love, <laughs> I love all the trash food. Give it to me. Garbage food in. boy. I got the first Popeyes near me very recently, and um. Contrary to uh, what little Nikki says, uh, Popeye's chicken is not fucking awesome. It's just not. That's another reference that one percent of the people listening to us will get. For like, we're gonna hit every percent by the end of this. <laughs> we're at two. I like I like KFC's like uh, not fried chicken, like their popcorn chicken and their like you know chicken fingers and shit. I oh, roll with that hard. Their honey mustard's pretty good. Popeyes, as much as I really enjoy the Louisiana black culture, I it's like not. It's like the breading is weird. And the biscuits are too salty. I don't fuck with it. So I'm not a garbage food person. I used to be. Uh, and then I went through like uh, kind of healthy-ish kick. So I was, I was a pudgy boy. I was a pudgy, pudgy boy. And um, I lost a lot of weight kind of at once. And then ever since then, I have not been able to eat a lot of greasy food or it gives me uh, belly aches, as they say. Do you have oh. Pudgy's chicken over there? Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's right next to the church. Yeah, the after, after Pudgy's chicken is the real deal. That's a real Pudgy's, thing. Is that a real thing? Are you making this up? No, it's a real Pudgy's chicken, and the logo is like a, a like a fat, stressed out chicken with a box of chicken. Well, that's my new favorite chicken place. That's the, yeah, it's, no really, it's a real question. Um, I dated a girl who loved garbage food like no nice. other. Like I've never wife more garbage food in my life than when I was with this girl. Like it was like Taco Bell four times a week, like KFC three. So times you're like Jesse in Breaking Bad when he was with a girl who was doing heroin, but instead of heroin, it's French fries. Yeah. Instead of heroin, it's like meat and cheese out of a taco. Like it was, <laughs> and she would take all the vegetables out of it. So she'd always order them just meat and cheese. So it was like just a wrap oh my God. of pure grease and fat. Just give me the face. first. And she would be and like two orders of nachos. It, this is a dark period of my life. But like I, uh, we always went to KFC and 
I got really sick of it, even though I will totally fuck with one of those bowls with, like, the corn and the chicken and everything in that. KFC like, famous bowl. Yeah, like, okay, I will eat that even if I do feel like afterward it might be better if I just nap for hours. Um, and I, I, I also really enjoy coleslaw, and I think KFC's coleslaw is totally fine. Yeah, I think it's pretty on point. So is their mashed potatoes. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, you're starting to sound like you like KFC more. I, I think I guess if I had to pick one, yeah, gun to my head, definitely KFC. Okay. But if uh, you said, hey, would you also rather have White Castle and McDonald's and Burger King? I would pick any of those. Gee, I haven't been. The only time I've ever had McDonald's is like 2.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Like, oh, like usually, drunk. Yeah. Last, oh, God, speaking of that, I was at Burger King at 3 a.m. on a Saturday. Uh, and It's a Billy Joel song, I think. <laughs> and they had no French fries there. Like what? they were out of fries. All, so like I, I was, I had to I was forced to eat, not forced. I was uh, left with just chicken fries because I really wanted French fries. I needed them at that moment. Um, so instead, I'm just eating chicken fries, and just I was the saddest person in the world. I'm just in an Uber with friends. It's uh-huh. like crying, not really crying, but like Jordan crying and eating chicken fries <laughs> in this cab. It was a nightmare. Uh, that's how my weekends go. Like if I didn't eat that, like I would have a six pack. I would be ripped if it wasn't for. 3 a.m. Burger King and Taco Bell, like so. Those are the ones that get you, yeah. Those are the ones. Because those are the ones when you you binge eat because you don't you're like drunk and you don't realize how much you're putting into your body. And then when you wake up, you're still somehow unbelievably hungry, even though oh, you yeah. had like eight courses like three hours or four hours ago. It's a nightmare. Um, my life is really hard, is what I'm saying. Next question from Speaking nightmares. From it could be from Admiral Alvarado. Alvarado. El Dorado, that movie with that Elton John song in it. Uh, the question the is <laughs> El Dorado. So next question is: <laughs> I'm making a documentary for my school's theater next year. What microphones and lights do you recommend? That is totally a Jake question, not a Josiah question. Ooh. Oh man. So documentary, well, school theater, uh, microphones and lights. Damn, I would say do it. Uh, don't be afraid to do it cheap, especially because I assume you're doing it on a small budget. Yeah. The you need a three point light, especially if you're going to be interviewing subjects about theater. I don't know like what what this is, um, but you're going to need a three point lighting kit, which is two main lights and a key light. Uh, so don't be afraid to go on Amazon and get like the fifty dollars starter kit where it's like cheap Chinese manufactured light bulbs and stuff, because that works. And I used a same fifty dollar kit for three years, like getting into this. And uh, in terms of audio. You're going to want a field recorder. I'd say get a Tascam, get a small Tascam field recorder. You don't need XLR input. Uh, you can just get a smaller one for like 100 bucks. pop a micro SD card in it. And then you can get uh, lav mics, uh, like lapel mics, fairly cheap. And you can clip them to, you know, whoever is talking. And you plug that into the Tascam and you're, you're good to go. And I think with all that, you can spend, if you're really smart, you can do that for under 200 bucks. So that's audio and lighting. Lighting will, no matter what, though, lighting will be trial and error. Don't think that, you know, there's an end-all, be-all solution to lighting because it is a bitch. Here's my one piece of advice, not knowing anything about this. If you're doing this for your school and they are footing the bill, get the most expensive shit. Like, just get everything, and then when you're done with the project, steal it. Um, <laughs> and then by that, and then not build only, a career off of that. Not only are you making, see, this is why I get arrested from these podcasts. Not only are you (laughs) making the best possible product, you're also getting stuff for you to make stuff in the future. So um, that is my advice only if they're footing the bill and you're uh, allowed to take it once you're done. Otherwise, you should probably listen to the person who knows what he's doing. 
Because then if you think about it, if you're going to send that off to a college when you're applying for colleges, you can show them that your shit is good because yeah. you used good equipment. And that is half the battle. I'd say most importantly, if you had to prioritize one, sound. Sound is almost like a mental thing. If somebody's watching something, uh, if somebody's watching something and it sounds like shit, uh, something in your brain automatically goes like, oh, this sucks. Like more yeah. so than visual. People's eyes go, okay, so it doesn't look that great, but you know, let me listen to the content. But if the content sound quality is bad, then you're you're done. So if you have to focus on one, prioritize sound quality. It's way important. There's a podcast I listen to about the NBA that is like really insightful and really smart dudes. Like one of them's like a lawyer and like they have all these great stats. And I get like really nerdy about basketball and like look about like a one five pick and roll and you're worrying about all these different things. But it sounds like they're talking on like really shitty phones and there's always a, a delay between when they're talking and it's like ah like if you just used a microphone like i'm using a uh a blue snowball which is like 50 dollars on sale mm-hmm. um and i am using uh a 10 dollar licensed fee skype audio thing. that's what you're using right now a, a snowball yeah oh you must have it set up really good because it sounds good well, my voice is just beautiful, so it makes even like technology that's, better. That's what it so is. So that's yeah. probably what it is. Um, yeah. I, I'm assuming. Also, I have like maybe an okay internet connection for Skype. I don't know. It's yeah. It's always come through really clearly. Uh, actually, it was my 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 my, my full time job company footed the bill on this one. Remember when I was saying about stealing stuff? Uh, kidding. I didn't steal this. I, I, I will return it when I when I you know eventually when they <laughs> hello, fire me for learning hello, about hello all the boss. Leads. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Yeah. They all listen to this. They're big fans. Yeah. I use a, uh, for my daily driver is a uh, Audio Technica 2020 AT 2020. I use the USB like a Star Wars character. Yeah. Like RGDG's cousin. <laughs> it's a yes. It's a robot bounty hunter AT 20. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, I use that for podcasting and I do it for voiceover stuff. I probably should be using such something much better. Uh, but I don't cause I'm lazy. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Videos sound good. There's no, I've never been like, man, Jake's voice sure does sound gross on all these videos <laughs> really quick. If you are uh, a, a Jake Baldino fan, which seems to be everyone, um, I, <laughs> and you're wondering like, who is he talking to? Even though this is my podcast. Uh, I didn't mention the start. I, the only reason I am somewhat qualified to talk about any of this stuff uh, is I wrote for GameSpot and IGN for years. <laughs> so no if you're deal. curious, I didn't mention that before. I don't currently write for them. I'm making a game. But uh, that is what I do. I just wanted to you know, point that out. If you're yeah, yeah. 30 minutes into this and you're like, God, this, they keep asking Jake questions. I don't want to hear your opinion. My opinion is somewhat matters. Yeah, it does. It matters more than mine, honestly. I respect yours more than I respect my own. I don't know. Look at all your YouTube <laughs> subscribers. Next question. Nick, and this is a great name, at ButterMyButts on Twitter. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. So uh, ButterMyButts asks, I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> do you guys think that every game having a competitive scene, a competitive scene is a good choice? Uh, no. I, I think mm. the, the forced competitive mm. scene no. is annoying where like, motherfuckers talking about esports before that game comes out and you're like yes. this is gonna be great we're gonna shout cast what was that um shoot mania buzzwords buzzwords yeah yeah buzzwords watch out for the the lanes and the jungling and the guns and uh like there was shoot mania which uh was by the same people who did track mania mm-hmm. and that was just like a fast pace uh, or like arena kind of based shooter that before it even came out it was like I think the first time they showed it at a Ubisoft press conference they were like shout casting it and immediately I'm like well never playing this shit because it just it really turns me off I uh, in general I'm not a big competitive gaming guy um, I enjoy I enjoy it from a distance there's something weirdly enthralling about like 
hundreds of thousands of people watching people play League of Legends. Yeah, I, I don't... cheer for the concept. Like, I root yeah, for the concept more than I'm anything. always rooting for the concept, but I don't think, for me, uh, I don't love games that push competitive scenes. My favorite thing is when a game that didn't push competitive scene and that you wouldn't think would be in that realm breaks through and becomes yes. this really cool, interesting thing. I love it, or like... Evolve, like coming up organically just like becoming a thing uh, i think that's probably the best because you see all these companies and all these investors and all these people like people are dumping big big money into esports like mark cuban just like invested in esports like that yeah. you, everybody's following the money on this but where i don't think it's working as well as you can't make it out of thin air you know like the stuff that exists league you know street fighter like all that shit great awesome but not many other things that were like intended to go competitive forced to go com competitive have actually stuck ar around you know esports is just weird to me because i it's still one of those things that i don't know if it'll like remain this hot for forever like it's one of those is it going to be like a fly by night suddenly people don't care as much uh do we need is it best that if we stick with like a few games that people get very comfortable with them how much what would a what would a League of Legends two do to everything? There's just a lot of questions. And I don't fully understand it. Two, um, what I'm what I'm coming up with too, and, and like you know, because I, I I go out and I try and like talk to people, but like I was at PAX and there was a big League of Legends thing, like a panel or whatever, and there's a whole line of people, and I was explaining to my fiance, who's you know outside the industry, she doesn't know, she's like, what is all this about? And I'm like, this is League of Legends, and the the, the people people you know some people who play League of Legends and like follow that stuff. They don't play any other games. They no, they wouldn't listen to this podcast. They wouldn't read IGN. They are a, a completely different breed. So that's why I think it's a little harder to predict what they're going to like or what they're going to follow because they are different. I can't talk to them. I don't know like I don't I don't have that audience. And like even on game ranks like when we talk about esports or we talk about League of Legends, most people are like, "Wow, I'm so not into this." Yeah. That's the weird part. Is like everyone's trying to grab up that esports cash like the espn getting uh jacob wolf who's been on this podcast who's like a big part of their esports coverage and yahoo's doing it with michael martin who was just mm. on the podcast too and like it's this weird thing where i don't know if that audience is looking for that kind of stuff maybe they're looking for news but i don't they're a different breed and you're right when they say that they so secretly i've played over 100 hours of league of legends um Damn, dude. in college i maxed out a character not to sound hipstery this is before it got big <laughs> uh, and I had a roommate and a good friend who um, played like there, there would be Saturdays where he would wake up at like 10 in the morning noon and then play until like 2 a.m. and like that was it like he would just like not shower just like everything is focused on this and he, he, there's this certain uh, the only reason I kind of get it is when you were with a whole bunch of people you know and you play a 70 minute game of League of Legends where it's back and forth and you pull it off. There's not much that can, like, that, there's not many other games that can give you that same sense of, holy shit, we just pulled this off. I remember we all were playing in the dorms one time and, like, three people played on the third floor, two of us were on the second floor. And after we won this game, three people stormed down to the second floor and we all just hugged in this dorm room because we're all excited about it because there Amazing. is this, it's, it, there's something about it. Uh, but I'm it's like a it. rush. It's like a it's like a release you get. It's like doing good in Dark Souls. It's like you get this like rush of endorphins that you don't get from other games. It's that pound the chest. You're yelling even though you're by yourself in a room and your dog's looking at you like what the fuck is with this guy? <laughs> kind of sense that I get from that. Esports is weird. 
Uh, but in terms of just this question itself, uh, competitive scene, I, I enjoy it when it's built organically. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times, especially if it's in the cycle of developing or marketing a game, I, it's, a lot of times it's potentially like a waste of resources. Like you're going after this thing that might not happen. Unless um, you're looking at a Street Fighter V. Like that is a game that is oh, going yeah. to have a competitive scene. Or let's say somehow like Dota 3 comes out. Like that is a game you, I think you should market at that. But yeah, I think it's a waste of resources if it is a uh, like home let's say home front the new home front game like oh man it's gonna be an esport like no it's not like don't force (laughs) this stop it the first one sucked this one looks stupid like no i don't want to it's dumb (laughs) uh that's my expert (laughs) long-term freelancer opinions on game (laughs) yeah that's how all my reviews really start it's like six words and then i expand it to like 1500 first one looks stupid this one sucks (laughs) yeah and then i expand that and make it more flowery but if you really strip it all away it's exactly what i'm saying (laughs) next question this is from, oh, God, I'm so bad with those names. Adam, it's either Hiles or Hills or Hillies. Yeah, Adam H. asks, uh, he's a longtime podcast listener, but I've never, it's one of those last names that you look at and you're like, I recognize this guy's name, but I've never actually tried to pronounce that out loud. Um, it's the kind of thing where like you read a Harry Potter book and you always like think oh, the God. name sounds a certain way and they Hermione. say it in the movie. And then when the movie came out, it was like, that's how you say Hermione? Like, I used to always say Hermione. Whoa, really? Yeah, and then the movie came out, and it was like Hermione, and I was like, what? I never got that from that at all. It blows your mind, though. Like, it's one yeah. of those things where it's like, I, I look at this character completely. Like, I always called uh, Final Fantasy X, uh, Titus is what I would call him. It's actually yeah. Titus, according to, um, I, I think it what? was. Yeah, so Kingdom Hearts. So, you, you know, in, in Final Fantasy X, you, have to, you get to name him. So they yeah, keep so avoiding, they, they do the him. like, oh, watch out for him, and here he comes. And you're like, Jesus Christ, just give him a name. But... In Kingdom Hearts, he's either one or two. They say uh, Titus. It ruined that game for me. I was like, well, what the hell kind of name is Titus? Ruins that game even more for me. God damn it. Okay, well, Final Fantasy X is a good game. It's a great game. No, no, no. It's great. I was talking about Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. okay. All right, good. Let's keep. <laughs> I love X so much. Sometimes I just put on the Xanarkin song and just just cry. <sighs> yeah, that ending oh, is God. and like everything that comes after that game doesn't matter. Like ten two, not real. So like that ending is just I'm still sad about it. I still it's it's the worst. You could not you could not work in the the game ranks video office because try having an office mate that just shit talks Final Fantasy all day. Oh, it's wait, the worst. Why is he not fired? That seems I like... know. every day I'm like get out. Final Fantasy Eight is like my favorite game ever. So yeah, I, I, I so would. cool. Eight's so good. Eight is like the most underrated. It, it's the most like awkwardly like maligned because of the junction system and just because people suck at video games and understand how to junction is the problem. <laughs> like it's not the game's problem, is that you suck. Uh next question from Adam H. <laughs> Wipes <laughs> is, forehead. Like. Uh, <laughs> what is your guy's opinion on going to college? This is kind of similar to get ready for gaming journalism. Um and again similar to what we said before, but just college in general, I, I will still stand with the you don't have to. I bet there are a lot of people who have like long-term positions at games writing that um didn't go to college but i mean more and more college a college degree is becoming like a high school degree where everyone just kind of has one and you're Mm. expected to have one which can be a bummer (laughs) um but uh yeah i i I, did i ask did you go go to college i never finished okay i had no idea um so you see jake's an example of no you don't need to you'll be fine i mean in general again i would always say like if you have the resources to and you are driven to go to college and you can find something you like to do, then go to college. Uh, again, for games writing, you should probably lean toward journalism, communications, English, but it's not required. 
Like there are very few. A lot, I filled out a lot of job applications that did not even require a college degree. So I'm very uh, much like a like a bitter asshole about like the education system and stuff. But I will say that like for the time I did go, because I I did go for a while. Uh, I, I I do appreciate the skills I picked up. I took a lot of journalism classes and a lot of writing classes and kind of just reinforced. I was always like in, in school, I always was a good writer, but going to college kind of like reinforced it and gave me like the remaining tools I needed to like yeah. actually do it. So I, I, I am like appreciative of college to some point. You just have to actually go with a goal and get something out of it, get something out of it that you want. If you don't and you're like, I don't know, maybe I should go to college. Don't do it that way. I agree with that. It's also the like the people who just go undecided for the first like two years. Like I, there, there's a certain give yourself a semester if you have to, but I always think it's better to kind of go in with a goal in mind to find. It's hard to find what you're passionate about, but if you oh, can, it's so hard. Like go all in on that with college. Uh, but also, yeah, again, don't be afraid to change if you change your mind. Like my roommate uh, changed from you know communications to English, and it was like the best thing for him, and he did it like kind of late. But he just hustled to get it done. So, uh, yeah, for college, like the degree doesn't really matter. I, I don't even know where mine is. It's somewhere in this apartment. <laughs> I know my brother's is in his hanging up in his bathroom, uh, which is kind of the perfect place for it. Uh, but again, I, mean, I also like people never really talk about your college education when you graduate. Um, mm. I I had a four point oh, never got to be. That's never come up. Like, that's never been a thing. I was so driven to get it done in college. Like, no, I can't get a B. Now that I'm here, like, I people have my exact same position in my company who probably had, like, a 2.0. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is I'm going back on everything now. Don't go to college. It's worthless. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'll definitely just reference back to question uh, one. Uh, while you're there, you need to be doing more than just the college. Like yeah, Irish car bombs. Especially no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you you have to. Okay, so take basically take the time, the stability that you have in a college schedule, especially especially if you're going away to college. Oh my God, you are so lucky. Like especially if you don't have to work. Like mm. I went to community college and then I went to a local state college, so I was driving and and I needed to pay for my car, so I was working part time and then I was doing video game stuff on the side. So my schedule was a mess because it would be like I'd be working at midnight and then I'd be not working this day and. If you have the stability, if the college schedule gives you some sort of a stability, use that to your advantage. Know that after 6 p.m., you're good, you're chilling. You don't have to worry about anything. That's when you know. You Like, if you just have that set mentality, like, okay, I'm good after this time every week. I know I have no other, like, weird things going on. Use that time to hone and to grow and to write things or make things or produce things, whatever. You need to use that stability to your advantage. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, we have another video game related one here, shockingly. Uh, this one is from Jake Simons, who asks, uh, what do you guys think about milking franchises? Mm. Can it be excused if the games are still quote-unquote good? I mean, I guess you could use, I guess the shining examples here would be like Assassin's Creed mm. uh, or, I mean, even Call of Duty, but those games, that, that's a case of those games are still good, and I guess it depends what you define as milking a franchise, because I, even though Call of Duty is annualized, like, I don't feel like it's super being like milked for everything it's worth there's still new ideas that are happening they have like three studios so it doesn't feel each one feels a little bit different that's coming out and people if anything, still... I, I hate to say it assassin's creed feels more milked than Call 100 percent. i can't believe i'm saying that but yeah yeah that's the one that i'm so happy they took a break because it was just getting to like 
samey and there was like a, even a lowering of quality over time. Last year's was okay. But then the one before that, I get them all mixed up, um, that had all the crazy face glitches. That was the one where it was like, maybe you should, guys should slow down. Just take it easy. Yeah. yeah, just take a break. But uh, I mean, is there, are there any other franchises you could think of that are being milked and should probably stop? Well, I'd say, you know, what has kind of made me think differently about this conversation is uh, Dark Souls recently Mm -hmm. Uh, with Dark Souls three coming out. And and I'd say it's pretty awesome. Um, uh, There's been a lot of conversation now because there's the news that Miyazaki said that From Software is not moving forward with with Dark Souls. They're done with that for now. They want to move on and make a different type of game. Um, There's a there's a mix because there are some people who say, good, Dark Souls is the best and we shouldn't run it into the ground. But then there's other people who are still like, oh, but we want more. These games are so fucking good. So I try to put myself in the shoes like, oh, man, are there people out there that, you know, some franchises we looked at are, uh, that are, we think are, mic- are milked? There are other people out there that probably just go, oh, no, I want more. I want more, you know? Yeah, Dark Souls is a really good example because uh, I had – I even skipped Dark Souls 2. I had no interest in Dark Souls 3 when it was first announced and when it was getting close. I'm like – uh, I really don't feel like um, we need this. But then I got early access to it and uh, <laughs> I started playing it and just fell in love. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that game for me. I think there's uh, some things a little bit too predictable. Um, there's not as much surprise that you would get from the other games, which kind of goes with the fact that there's been so many. But also the core of that game is the mystery. It's like kind of the wonder of you know, turning a corner and suddenly this insane thing is there and there wasn't as much of that, uh, a little bit too much expected. But uh, I think they kind of did that perfectly because it was a good note to end on and there's still a demand for it, but there's also a little bit of fatigue and they're like, all right, before you guys get sick of this, we're done. Um, And I think if they want to come back to that, I love the idea of them trying new things because I always encourage like a new IP, new things to try. But if they want to come back to, if there was a Dark Souls Four, which I would prefer if they just did like a whole new name, uh, like Darker Souls, Darkerborn, uh, Dark Darkerborn, yeah, Darkborn Souls, the fourth so- Souls Blood, <laughs> Bloody Souls of the Dark oh, Lagoon. Um, <laughs> if that came out, like let's say in 2019 or 2020, how much cooler would that be to kind of let that you know step away for a bit? And start to want that more. Start to actually get the feeling of like, man, I miss that. If it came out in four or five years, I'm okay with that. Uh, I like when series take a break, uh, especially if at that point they haven't already been run into a ground like Assassin's Creed. Where look even at, came... look at uh, Gears of War four. I honestly yeah. think that Gears of War four is going to do gangbusters because it's given enough time for people to be like, oh shit, yeah, new Gears of War. Yeah, people miss those kinds of games. Um, I've never been a huge fan, but I do see like there's some people who are really into it, and like finally we've missed that. Uh, and like I, I feel like uh, Uncharted Four is kind of good with that because there's been enough distance where from two to three there's a little bit of a again like we're doing this again. I love the Uncharted games. I didn't feel that way, but that was kind of the sentiment. Uh, and mm. with the new one, it's like there's enough distance where people are like, all right, I'm ready. To, and also that's another one where it's 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 the it's the coda it's the finisher uh, of that series so it's I think that's the right way to do it um, annual stuff if you can pull off a Call of Duty which they are great um, I think the the when Battlefield felt milked was was it was that what was that one Battlefield Hardline um, yeah. where that was one where it kind of felt like okay like this is not an annual this is not an annual thing you should really stop. I definitely like uh, the idea of spiritual successors and stuff. Mm. I think 
I think especially for Dark Souls, but for other games, I, I, I almost wish they would take like kind of like the Breaking Bad approach in terms of Breaking Bad knew the story it wanted to tell. It didn't like get really successful and then drag itself on forever for money. Yeah. Uh, it told the end of the story of Walter White. It, you know, beginning, middle and end. And then obviously Breaking Bad is still huge. And, you know, there's a money train. OK, we want to get the money rolling again. OK, so we do a spinoff. Better Call Saul, which is still tastefully and artfully handled and not offensive at all to fans who want more. Uh, I, I just I think games could do that. I, th- I feel like that would be cool. You yeah. know what I mean? No, 100 percent. And kind of a similar but different example is uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon, where they had this like complete story and this complete idea. And they're like, OK, we're going to do kind of an offshoot of something like that that uses the same engine and still it's going to make it's going to bring the Far Cry fans in. But here's this different spin on it. And I like the idea of, too, with like story-based games, if there's a certain character you really like that didn't get the complete treatment that you wished, like kind of a Metal Gear Rising thing where it's like, here's this other little thing that we're going to yeah. try something new. Uh, and it's not going to really make you feel fatigued about the series. Uh, I think the one Gears of War game that kind of did that poorly. Mm. Oh God, there's so many. Judgment. It's, that's the one where yep. it's like a different story, but the gameplay is so similar. Um, and it's a similar like aesthetic where you kind of feel like, Oh, why do I? Or the God of War Ascension, or whatever it was, where yeah. it's like, <laughs> if you're kind of messing with it, but not so much, then you end up with, uh, it just feels like another iteration. And if you do the real sequel like a year later, it's like, why was there this stopgap? I just played this. Yeah, so there's it's a, a way balance. of doing it. Definitely. There's, yeah, it's hard, but there's definitely a way of doing it. Uh, we have two questions here that I'm kind of mixed into one, and they're both for you. Um, this is uh, from at Sniperman50. He says, How did Jake make it? Quote unquote. And uh, more of his background before Game Ranks and all. And then Connor Mercer asks, uh, how did you get your job at Game Ranks? And do you have any tips of getting in the industry? So we've already kind of answered the tips, but this is kind of a, hey, Jake, how'd you make it? And what did you do to get to where you are now? All right. So I guess I'll just I'll just try and I'll, I'll give you the rundown. So going to college, not really knowing what I wanted to do. But on the side, I was having fun with my friends doing like a comedy comedy show where we talk about movies and video games and it was it was YouTube and for the time it was pretty decent for YouTube you know we got a lot of views you know we made a little bit of money uh it's it started to kind of become a thing and uh from doing that I realized that I wanted to do more and while it was kind of like a goofy light YouTube thing talking about movies and games and stuff I really really wanted to break into like actual video game stuff like I I envied the people that like worked at you know IGN and like stuff like that I was like I want to do that stuff that stuff's cool Mm -hmm. so I kind of used that like I what I learned from pretty much it to kind of branch out and do my own things and then I did my own channel because video games were just talking about movies and talking about games but like really talking about games and really going to like PAX and then eventually E3 and covering games and playing them and talking about them and stuff and kind of just developing that um also in between that i did uh writing i started writing volunteer for a site called video game writers which i kind of honed my chops on i guess the the more real side of video game industry media stuff uh where i learned how to you know write things properly how to handle things professionally how to email people how to you know develop these contacts so all that kind of jumbled together into eventually me just going out on the YouTube thing completely on my own. And then all it really was, and this is completely the 100% the reason I say, hey, you have to have a Twitter if you want to be in the games industry at all. You need to have a Twitter. You need to be active. You need to have your ear to the ground. Because 
jobs. Job postings are listed on Twitter all the time, and that's how I got Game Ranks. Game Ranks was looking. I followed Ian uh, Ian Chong, the uh, editor in chief of Game Ranks, and he posted saying, "Hey, we're looking for a video person," and um, so I applied. And uh, I applied. I had applied to a, a few other outlets. And the way I always did it, I would send them like my resume and the cover letter and stuff. But I'd also send them like a video cover letter where it's just two minutes of me saying, hey, not to waste your time. This is me. This is what I do. Look how good I am and on camera. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then so they called me back like almost immediately after I sent the email. And um, from there, it was pretty much just me and the publisher growing the channel up from literally zero. And uh, I, I'd say, I, I, you know, we have like our little like tools of the trade and tips and tricks and you know we also had a little bit of money to invest in giveaways and advertising and stuff but mostly it's just like on the ground beating the drum every single day just like knocking out content trying to spread it as much as you can tweeting it out there blowing it up trying to get people to see it and you know a couple strokes of good luck and we are just under two million subscribers now Insane. and it is my day job and I like I, I whistle into work every day and sit down and do video game stuff. It's not as glamorous as people think, uh, but it's definitely kind of fucking awesome. I don't know. Like, I can't. Well, there's another question that leads right into that uh, from Matt S. Uh, he asked, uh, when did you know it was actually the right time to leave your other job to pursue video game journalism full-time? I, so for you, I video full-time. I held on for a long time uh, on my part-time job. Uh, it, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a difficult part in my life because like, I was going to college, but it was like just kind of getting dragged along. I was like kicking the can uh, because it wasn't working out. Um, so I was working this part-time job as a night manager at a grocery store. Uh, and then my my girlfriend, uh, who's now my fiance, but my girlfriend was graduating college, getting a real job. She was kind of like moving on with her life. So like I'm trying to keep up. And it, it was just like a, it was a rough spot. But I was just kind of I just kind of kept doing it, kept making videos kept doing because video games and stuff and kept, you know, trying to grow pretty much it. And I really, it, probably the biggest thing was going to conventions and stuff, going to PAX East, going to E3 and just kind of, you know, I had no business being there. Like I went to uh, E3 two years ago. I had like $20 in my pocket <laughs> like in Los Angeles. Like I had no business being there. I had maxed out credit cards. I had, I just, I shouldn't have been there. But I went there and it worked out because I, I just learned, I got things, I met people. And at that point, I had gotten hired by Game Ranks. And I think that was like two years ago? Not even? No. A year? A year and a half? A year, I think. It hasn't been that long. Um, if it was two years ago, we would have been working at the same time. Because a little known fact, I've also worked for Game Ranks. So that's right. <laughs> I was a news editor there, so yeah, we would have so, almost linked up. So when they hired me, it was pretty much just me banging out videos as much as I could while also working at a grocery store as a manager. Uh, so that sucked. But I was making like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And uh, as it grew, you know, I, I basically was like responsible for any of the money that this thing started generating. And then it became like a tank. So then we started using that money to grow it even more. And, um, you know, get like a better camera, get, you know, another, another voiceover guy and another editor to help us out. And, um, yeah, at that point I was able to eventually get it to, we, we got it to where I was able to go on full time and make a full time living. So at that point I was like, okay, now I can leave. Like I have this guaranteed full time. All right, good. I'm gone. But I did not, I, as much as I'm into the no safety net thing, like just go follow your dreams, no safety net. I also held on, like I needed that income 
from working as a night manager. I ne- I needed that to survive because I needed to pay internet. I needed to be able to buy the video games. I needed to be able to spend the money to get to conventions. So I really needed all that stuff. And until I got my gig to where I could do it full time, I held on. So yeah. that that was it was that's basically what it was. It was like once I could make enough money to make a full time living, I left. It, it's it's weird when you don't have that safety net. And honestly, I I never just did games writing for money. I always had something else going on. When I was first coming up, I had a serving job while I was in college, and then now uh, when I was writing for uh, GameSpot and IGN, I still had, I had a full time job that was like you know very you know I, I still have it. It pays very well. It's a very good job. I'm very happy with it. Um, but I needed that creative outlet. I needed that be able to write about games and do something I'm extremely passionate about. Um, so, you yeah. I, and that's what I that's what I keep and I, I say it at panels. I say it anytime I talk to anyone. I've kind of already said it on this podcast. But if you do have that, like if you do have that great job and you do come home at five o'clock and you know that your bills are paid and you know that you're going to guaranteed be home guaranteed be home at five thirty, use the rest of that time and use that comfort to your advantage to work on something that you really feel passionate about. You will get tired, but you'll also actually feel way better than you would otherwise. There mm-hmm. is something about it's like when it's like the working out thing where. Of course, you're tired after you work out, but goddamn, it feels great when you're done and you're like energized. Same way with mm-hmm. when I am only working one job, I get like, like it's emotionally and physically less. Like I'm just not all the way there. It's when I am coming home and putting in the extra hours that, if only if I'm doing something I love, is when I walk away like, goddamn, I feel good. I've like earned the time where I can sit here and play this game. I've earned the time to just veg out on the couch. There's something, I sound like the rock right now, but there's something good about like getting up and doing shit and getting it done. And then you earn the time to do other things. Like if you lounge all day, like maybe that can feel good. But for me, by the end of that day, I'm like, Oh, I feel gross. Like I'm just not, I feel like tired. I feel lazy. Unless you're playing games. Yeah. There's something about that. <laughs> it's even better if you're getting paid to play that game. Cause you're going to review it later. That's when you live in the dream. Um, and this, this next question kind of blends right into that. Uh, Louis, Oh God, Galarza, 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 Louis Galarza asks, um, "How awesome are your guys' jobs?" Which is kind of just kind of what we talked about right there. I, for, I mean, for me, like again, I really appreciate my full-time job, but I was, uh, I was interviewing one of the developers at Tan Gentleman, which is the studio I work for now, and um, it was eleven thirty when we started the interview at night because they're West Coast. Uh, and this is on a Friday. So I stayed in. I didn't drink that night. I was like, I'm not going to go out with friends. I'm going to stay in here. And uh, I got off that Skype call at one o'clock in the morning and I wanted to run a marathon afterward just because I was <laughs> so excited. It's one of those things where the studio I work for is with these interesting storied people who just really care about what they're working on. And uh, it, it was it was one of those times where sometimes you can get a little bit stagnant and you can keep doing what you're doing and not realize how much you love what you're doing uh, and that was the moment where afterward it was one of those god damn it like this is what I want to do with my life this is the industry that even if I falter sometimes and think like well, maybe I should just go with what's safe and what makes money it's like no when you have that moment when you're talking to someone and you're uh, starting to all you want to do is write at 1am slash run a marathon because you just get so energized from someone else's energy talking about something you love and having that connection it mm. That is the moment where um, I was like, "Yep, this my job is amazing." And again, I've said it before. Like when I'm on I, when I was on IGN and Gamespot the first time, I cried both times because like that's how much this means to me, and like that's how awesome this job is, where you can 
like it's it's emotional because it's so much of what you've worked for uh and when you reach it it feels really fucking good so that's how awesome my job is i i'd say for me what i really like uh well it's kind of awesome because i'm kind of my own boss to a <laughs> point you know I, ha- I have like the publisher but uh for the most part, I, I like it. I like it a lot, and I, I love. What I really love is the days where I get to like you know play a game and record footage and then talk about it. Like those are obviously the best days because I'm playing video games. Uh, but the other days, even the days where I'm just sitting down and editing video or answering emails or going through comments, which I spend probably an hour to two hours every single day going through comments. You brave deleting, man. Deleting shit ones, reading ones. That's what I like. I like, re- like any, like, yeah, there's a lot of awful comments, especially on YouTube. But when you get a good one, man, it's great. It's yep. awesome. And uh, with that, I also just, I like editing and making things. Like, even as much as I love this so fucking much, if I wasn't talking about video games, if I was still in front of a microphone or if I was in front of a video editing program, just piecing things together and creating a thing and playing around with things. That's it. That's ideal for me. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, also, I get to have a desk with all my action figures on it. And Living the dream. I just always like, you know, growing up, I would always see like in magazines, you'd see pictures of like the Nintendo Power office or like the Game Informer office and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I hope one day I can have a cool desk with a bunch of video game toys on it. And, you know, now I do. And that's where it's awesome for me. Definitely. And- Guess what? You probably have more YouTube subscribers than like major sites that have giant offices. So. It's 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 really weird. Yeah, it's, it's super weird. It's still like a thing where like you're you have a lot of subscribers. Like people. Well, that's the thing. Like we're so low key, but like the amount of like success and views that we have. Like there are other channels out there that have entire office buildings. Yeah, and we I, have like nothing. Trust <laughs> me. It's every time I look at your numbers, I'm like what the fuck <laughs> like, like you started this and like the snowball suddenly just kept getting bigger and bigger to a point where it's like there's not that much like where are you getting the snow from like this thing is huge so yeah it's it's cool to see from a distance it's uh, definitely I, I love that and i love just the massive I, I i like having people watch my stuff even like when there's like oh like oh man the criticism on this one is so bad the people aren't driving the people aren't liking it I still I still like that, you know, and yep. I also like this whole aspect like I'm as is as, as it grows I'm taking on a little bit more of like a like an actual producer slash manager type of thing where I'm dealing with other people like you know I've worked with animators before, graphic artists and like I'm coordinating with them and I'm just kind of like talking on the phone and writing emails like like an like an adult. It's so weird to be an adult. It's weird, but I kind of like it because it's still at the end of the day. It's like, yeah, make sure you get more uh, fucking uh, videos of, of uh, people getting their heads cut off in The Witcher. Yeah, we're gonna need that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All of that, like, please. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Read my I inbox could... uh, seven a.m. on the dot. Let's do that, it. And uh, that I can just thank my mom for letting me play video games. Yeah, when, really. I was, when she's like, you should really go outside, and I'm like, Ma, just one more level, please. And one now, more. all these years later, I'm like, thank you for buying me a Nintendo. Yeah, you know what? Shout out to parents who like don't immediately say like you'll never make money about video games. My mom has always been very like you really you know you're you're very into this. I could tell your passion like you know she always believed and she was never one of those like you should get a real job. So I think that's I a super I didn't really get the support with my parents until kind of close up until like right before I guess I quote unquote made it mm-hmm. for a long time they didn't get it until I finally got like a paycheck. But once I had their support, 
and also once I had my my loved one, you know, like my girlfriend, once I had their support, it's like it's like it's like hitting Super Saiyan three. It's like yep. once you have people, long hair, back, no eyebrows. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Fucking my eyebrows <laughs> gone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Like that, with that, if you have a support system, like with any career or anything you're pursuing, if you got that, you're even better off. I've seen, I think, every episode of Dragon Ball Z maybe twelve times, uh, and that might be kind of a little bit of a low estimate. When I was a kid, uh, I was a homeschooled kid. I was a very interesting child. Um, I would like need to watch Dragon Ball Z every day on Toonami, even if I've seen the episode a dozen times to a point where like oh, I will I will never forget we went to the beach one day, me and my family. Um and I would always like get a tape and record the episode on my VCR if I wasn't gonna be there. Um and the power went I think the power went out or something so there's something wrong with the tape. So we're at the beach and the show is about to get on to, like in like an hour and a half. Uh, and I remember being at the beach crying because I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss the episode. And even though I, it was <laughs> it was like a Raditz Saiyan Saga one that I had seen seven times. Doesn't like, matter. I remember my dad being like, okay, like we'll go home. And like every one of my siblings just unbelievably pissed at me. Like, why do you want to watch this again? I'm like, I can't miss it. So I'm just like getting like these fucking awful glares as I'm in this like giant van because we had a giant van driving home from the beach way early because I needed to watch this episode of Dragon Ball Z I'd seen eight times. It was uh, that's how dedicated I was to that. And that's also how weird I was as a homeschool child. Um, Albert Campbell has a question for you. Uh, what happened to the Because podcast? We need to know. Uh, Albert's awesome. He's been he's been following me for a while. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, the Because podcast was a uh, awesome little thing that we did. It was kind of like uh, the comedy button, just like a podcast of friends just kind of bullshitting. And it kind of turned out to be hilarious. And people really liked it out of nowhere. Like it like blew up out of nowhere. Um, but unfortunately it it was like going on at a time where like my career was at a crossroads so things changed and it's just one of those things where it like we couldn't make time for it anymore um and that's unfortunate you know yeah. it was like the bad the band had to break up you know we're not mad at each other but you know uh but i still own the name i still sit on the soundcloud account so like you know one day like one day maybe it'll come back like if we can all get together and record shit it'll be great but so, uh, as for you now, you want to milk your so. franchise. You want to come back after a few years. The new idea. Exactly. You want to be like Dark Souls in 2020. Exactly. It's a, it's on an indefinite hiatus, but yeah. you know it'll you know you know it's just, it was a dumb it was like a podcast about buttholes and stupid stories. Like one time I got pulled over by a cop because I was trying to recreate Batman Begins by turning <laughs> my lights off on my vehicle and trying to like hide <laughs> under the streetlights. And a cop pulled me over and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, well, sir, did you ever see Batman Begins? Oh, my. Did you actually say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Time. Yeah, so um, that was podcast gold. I have a similar, not totally similar. I had a, uh, I didn't get pulled over, but I was, um, it was one of the first few weeks or months I was in Jacksonville. I just moved here and I was uh, hanging out with this girl. And it was like me, her and her friend and we just were getting out of the movies and she's like, hey, do you want to come over uh, to my place? We're going to go to the bars. You're such like, a okay. badass. God damn. I, yeah, no, just being all cool. <laughs> um, and I was going to like drive over, Uber home, like leave my car. I was like, all right, that's fine. I'm usually responsible with drinking and driving. Uh, and I was like trying to be cool. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like already meeting people. Like this girl seems cool. Let's see how this goes. And I'm driving behind her. She's like, yeah, just I'll give you the address. You can drive behind me. 
and we're on the highway for like 10 minutes. It's like 10 at night. Um, and I get a call and it's her and I pick up cause we're in different cars. She's in her car with my car. And she's like, um, question, do you have your lights off? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I look over and my lights are hundred percent off. I'm on the highway. Oh. pitch black. And I was like, Oh my God. So what I did was, um, cause she's like, there's a guy with the his lights off directly behind me. It's really freaking me out. So what I did was I merged into another lane, slyly turned my lights on, uh, and then went further back so she didn't know like it was me. And I'm, I'm like, no, 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 it's not me. No, no, I, yeah, no, I've had my lights on the entire time. Who turns their lights off on the highway? That guy's insane. <laughs> uh, and then like, she's like, okay, yeah, I really thought it looked like your car, but I guess not. And then I like pulled up to her place within like ten minutes, and just joking about it, like, oh yeah, I don't know who that was. Like, yeah, because I, I, I waited, I did, did like a lap around the block to make sure she knew I wasn't that guy. Because if it was the guy right behind him, would have gotten there at the same time. So uh, that is my lights off story. That which is so is Batman like, Begins. Like you could have like ran over their car afterwards and just. Like, oh yeah, except mine was like an accidental Batman Begins where <laughs> I could have actually hurt someone. That happened a second time in Jacksonville, like a week later. I had a new car, and I think my old car had like lights the auto lights thing. Cars, yeah, you get used to that, and then you get a different car where you have to manually turn them on, and it fucks you up. Yeah. Uh, shockingly, knock on wood, I've never been in an accident. Uh, we're gonna do a couple of rapid fire questions here because these next like four are kind of short, and then oh, we'll get back fire. into some bigger ones because there's still a lot of questions. Uh, quick thoughts: uh, What's your opinion on Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, just based on the trailer? Mm, this, oh, this is from Night of Nights on Twitter, by the way. I'm not as alienated as I thought I would be. Like I, I, I thought I would be totally turned off, but I'll give it a shot. It looks cool. I also really appreciate the air combat stuff that looks cool if it's if it's substantial if it's real if it's not just a half-assed two-level thing as long as it's uh, not on rails like a lot of the call of duty yeah like, helicopter yeah. stuff would if feel it's, super if it's the real deal i'm re- i'm really on board uh but m- most of all you know and i hate to say it but it seems like it's the same case with a lot of people i'm more so on board with call of duty for modern warfare remastered yep uh by the way didn't that come out in 2007 call of duty 4 I, I believe so yes we're almost at the 10 year anniversary how fucking old are we next question this is from uh the codec which you might know because the first question is for jake ah yeah on the codec ah i know i should be i should be on that i need to be on more podcasts i'm calling you out yeah this is the codec's calling you out he also has a second question he or she uh who is your favorite voice actor and uh, i mean troy baker is possible i saw i met him at e3 um and i gotta say Troy Baker is a, a gloriously handsome man. Everybody has like a cool Troy Baker story. Damn it! I was in the like Mad Cats booth or something like that, and I had a connection there. And it was me and a f- me and Doug and uh, Max, who were all at Stick Skills, and uh, no, it was Turtle Beach. We were at the Turtle Beach, and uh, she was like, "Hey, do you want to meet Troy Baker?" And I'm like, "What? Like, <laughs> yes, I, I just want to be like, close to him. Maybe I can get some of his attractiveness." Uh, and like, I turned around, and he was already walking away, and like. Then he got like someone else got to him. It was someone way more popular than me. So I was like, no, I missed it. But like then I later I saw him at the conference, talked to him for like a little bit. It was one of those like, oh, my God, I'm going to pee myself because I'm not even kidding when I say I am a straight man. He is like, oh, you can acknowledge. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, I like I have never been like, I'm I I usually talk more about dudes I think are attractive than women. It's, I do too. <laughs> um, but he's the kind of person where I'm like, look, like I think Shakira is pretty top of the list. He might be more just objectively attractive than Shakira as a person. He's just the like the best part though too is that he's he's like immensely talented. Yeah, like, actually has real variation and he has range and it's awesome. But have you seen 
how beautiful he is too. Like, I'm not worried yeah. about his talent. Look at him. <laughs> no, he's also really good. Uh, so, so shallow. No, <laughs> I really am. Look at him. No, but Nolan North also really good. Um, you know, that's like the obvious ones. I, I'm, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know a lot of random other. Uh, the narrator from Super Giant Games, Bastion. Oh, what yeah. is his name? Yeah, he's in Pyre as well. Yeah, he follows me. I follow him on Twitter. We, oh God, I don't remember his name, but I'll I... eventually. He's super good. I like Jennifer Hale. Anytime oh, I yep. hear her voice. Uh, also, David Hayter, obviously from Metal Gear, even mm-hmm. though he's gone. Uh, as Snake, you know. But that was that to me is like up there with the best. Uh, I also really, really liked. I was like obsessed with Michael Ironside as Sam Fisher in Splinter. Oh Sam. yeah. Uh, that's a shame that he's he's gone too. Um, also, can I say Kevin Conroy for Batman? I know he's yeah, most, like not. That's yeah. fine. Fuck yeah, Kevin Conroy is the best. Uh, the real answer to this is a uh, Kiefer Sutherland. He is the best God. video game actor with his seven lines. And Do it. Solid five. That's all he does is his voice. His Do it. The horse Do people. it. Like that's Do yeah. It. I really want that. I want that like a button. You know, like the that was easy button. I want that every time I do anything. Do it. Like I'm at a, like, a, like finishing up a web seminar for my full time job. And last thing here is just do it. Like, I just love the time. fact that like okay, so there's that whole scene with Quiet where she's like, "You're dirty. Get in the shower with me." And oh, he doesn't. Yeah. He has. He has nothing to add. Nothing yeah, to it, say. Not there's so many times where it's just like awkward face. Where, you know yeah. what? I'm telling you, they should have just had him say do it like all the time instead like <laughs> end of the, the game end, when you're big riding emotional scene yeah. like there's that sp- quick spoiler there's part where you're like shooting your own soldiers because they're infected like every time should be do it like i just want that audio clip <laughs> uh next rapid fire question so we got two that had to do with uh pooping which i'm gonna blame jake for because i think you might have put something about uh bathroom habits in your tweet yeah i did <laughs> well here we go uh first question from tom somerville uh do you sit or stand when you wipe um hover is the correct answer yeah i'd go like in between definitely yeah, yeah like you standing can't... that's fucked up because then you like you're closed <laughs> you're closed like you close for business but then you try and wipe <laughs> i don't understand i don't understand who does that why would you do that <laughs> god damn when I, when I was a my ribs hurt when i was a homeschool kid uh not gonna lie i think i used to stand um and that's just an awkward thing like i but you hover now it's it's a hybrid if you fully sit then that's just like weird because you got to like fit your hand in the, the <laughs> toilet in a weird way <laughs> and then you might reach too far and then game over you have to take a shower so like <laughs> i think you have to hover uh that's that's, a, that's the answer you have to hover definitely <laughs> next question from ryan meeker um do you scrunch or fold the paper? Not kidding. The rest of this question to clean your asshole. I roll uh, it up. I roll it up in a ball. Me too. Yeah. I don't nice. know. I, My man. Nobody got time to fold. Folding is like when you're trying to be proper, but like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, there's nothing proper about wiping your butt. It's so sh- I. You just fucking you like push that together like it's a snowball of toilet paper, <laughs> and you just get your work done. You scoop. <laughs> you just scoop and slam exactly. <laughs> Uh, God, I I should have stopped you from asking for poop questions, but no, I guess man. again that you might be me. our greatest advice. You have the eccentric YouTuber Kooky Man here. I'm a cartoon man. I'm not even a real person anymore. Yeah. So of course there has to be bathroom humor. The Jake philosophy is uh, you hover, scoop, and slam. That's that's, <laughs> how, that's how you deal with your business. Uh, uh, all right, next question. We're we're a little bit off of the um the 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 rapid fire round now. Uh, this right. is from. 
Shea Butter 1219. Okay. I, He's cool. I want to know this person now. So earliest memory when you first discovered video games uh, or where a certain title was about to come out and you're super excited for the release. So kind of a like when's a memory of when you were just like, oh, my God, video games are amazing and I'm just super excited about this thing. Um, uh, I was I was lucky that I, I was raised very like uh, in, in order, I guess, of consoles. I'm I'm a 90s kid. I was born in 1990, but I my first console was a Nintendo. Like my mom just did right. She's like, "Hey, I got this Nintendo at a garage sale. Here you go." Me too. Um, and then I was just I was just freaking hooked. I I loved Duck Hunt more than anything. Duck Hunt and I had the RoboCop NES game. Uh, those were my favorites so much. And then after that, you know, after that it was PlayStation 4, uh, PlayStation and Nintendo 64 at a friend's house, and I was like, "Wow, this is awesome! It's 3D." Uh, but I'd say the thing, like that, the first time I got like really, really, really excited for something was mm-hmm. anticipating, I guess like, I, it, it's like the first thing I pre-ordered, I think, uh, Metal Gear Solid two. Oh, that's a good answer. It's yeah, also one I, of the, it's one of the top two best Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, you're one of those guys. Okay. I'm a, all right. Even number Metal Gear Solid games for life. I, I, I'm, I'm the correct person is what I'm saying. <laughs> I uh yeah I remember I pre I remember being like pre order what is what is that and uh, I remember doing it and getting it and it came out in two thousand one I believe on my birthday November thirteenth that was really cool I just gave out my entire birth date I'm gonna and, steal your shit like your identity just, is mine just give out my year and date of birth God damn it okay yep. well uh I'll, I'll be fine <laughs> um <laughs> so I've had I was also like Nintendo Super Nintendo had all the consoles kind of guy but honestly my the memory of like the most I'm so unbelievably excited for this and then when I got it could not stop playing it because it fulfilled all expectations is Metal Gear Solid 4 mm. and the reason why is because I had um I was doing weed eating and I was doing uh, hay I lived in the country on a farm I Wait, what was the farm. first part you said weed eating weed eating is that ingesting marijuana yeah that's exactly <laughs> Yeah, I put it in brownies, and I'm like, doing this for money. Here we go. Uh, I was like a cam girl, but instead of a cam girl, I'm just eating weed on a camera, and people are throwing me money. No, weed eating is like, okay, so you know how like, you mow the lawn, and then there's like the areas, like basically the corners where it's like next to a ditch, around a tree, that you yeah. can't really mow. So that's what weed eating is. And so you take this weed eater, which is like this. I can't oh, believe this. We, call, we call them weed whackers. Oh, so it's a weed eater where I come from. Oh, wow. Oh, this man. is so interesting. We just learn things about each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. By the end, you eat all the grass clippings. That's the that's the big twist. You don't do that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there was this like seventy five year old curmudgeonly woman um, who lived close to me, and she had like four to five acres, and it took me like five hours to weed eat, and she gave me twenty dollars. Um, nice. And that was the day where, like, afterward, all you'd want to do is just like be sad because your entire body hurt. And then uh, doing hay, so I wouldn't like like they'd already be in bales. Like what you would do is you grab it off this giant like uh, wagon kind of thing, and you put it on this conveyor belt, and you keep doing that over and over. And each one's like thirty pounds or something like that, and you do that for like seven hours in the sun, and then you're itchy and want to die. Uh, so I did all of that to raise money for a PS3 when they were $500 and I got the Metal Gear Solid bundle. Yeah. And uh, I, so not only was it a brand new game that I'm super anticipating, it's also a brand new console. So like that was my first like in front of the TV, I'm not going to move for two days, beat this. And that's also one of my favorite, probably my favorite Metal Gear Solid game. And it's one of my favorite games. So that's what I did for a PlayStation 2. I mowed so many lawns to save up for that bad boy. Oh my God. God, those days. I can't even, 
can't even imagine anymore. You know, let me let me ask you a question. What was the first game that you, because for me, the first game you got so hyped about where you like religiously followed everything, like you just got into that hype cycle. Oh, for, me, no. was, for me, it was Oblivion. It was Elder Scrolls Oblivion, and I looked up. I had every magazine, and I looked at every screenshot, and I had a shitty computer, and I downloaded every little trailer, even though it took four hours. That's a that's a good question. I I, I don't think, know why I remember that. But. I think I know. I, this is a weird one. I knew everything about Killzone Two, um, and subsequent oh, Killzone Three, and I don't really know why because those games are fine and I enjoyed them. But I feel like I saw every video that there ever was about those Killzone games because I was so obsessed with how good they looked. Well, you were probably yeah, right after you saw the first Killzone trailer, you were hooked for life. Remember that one? That yeah, was, the fake one that wasn't like in the end. The, it kind of looked close. Kinda, yeah. But it was it's so cool. weird because Killzone One kind of sucked balls. Like it yeah, wasn't it very it was good. Boring. So to have that much hype around like another like black and gray shooter with like <laughs> stormtrooper like off-brand stormtroopers, like it's really nothing to get that excited about. But you know that that's a game that I was definitely like I need to see everything. And now I'm the opposite. Like if I'm interested in a game, I don't want to see nothing. Uh, but <laughs> now, but yeah, that's yeah. it's 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 different, but. Uh, here is a, another completely unrelated question. Is from that one guy? Is Gogurt really yogurt? Uh, I'd say it's not. I think this is like the one little bit of healthy aspect to me. Is that like I only like organic Greek yogurt? Oh wow! You know Greek like, yogurt's really good. Yeah, that to me is like the only real yogurt. Like you'll play with all that sugary shit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't want any. there's something special about when you put. Uh, a gogurt in the freezer and you take it out before it gets really hard. So I it's, will say it's that. weird yeah. slushy state. Yeah. I'll um, say but that then it's kind of like tight. just like squeezing sugar into your mouth. Sustenance. Yeah. It's like yeah. just the stuff that the, the dumb humans ate in Wally. Like they just had liquid yeah, exactly. shit pumped into them. <laughs> Ew. Uh, this is from Sam the Packer. Uh, he asks, how... How comes? How come you don't hang out with other video game YouTubers? Aren't you famous enough, Jake? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good um, question. I, I guess that is a good question. I don't. It it's it's weird. Uh, number one, I'm based kind of. I'm an outlier because I'm based. Uh, I, I'm New York based, but I'm kind of like a little bit outside the city, just outside the city enough where it's a little inconvenient. So. Uh, also, I don't know. I still, I'm super under the radar with, with game ranks and everything. Like as much as like, okay, I, for like 2 million subscribers, but yeah, we do, we do the Friday, like I do the Friday show where my face, uh, like it's just me blabbing on about video games and usually like on, on average now we're at like half a million people fucking watch me. Like it's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. And I'm not bragging. I'm just generally like surprised. Like I'm, I'm questioning. It. I don't understand. Um, but no, nobody, uh, Gives a shit, is that, if that makes sense. Not, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like, I, I kind of like it. Like, only the people that watch it enjoy it. Like, we don't have people who are like, "Hey, we want to advertise on your video." None of that. We don't even have press like being like, "Hey, we want to give you a review copy for this game." Nothing. People don't really? even answer my emails. Yeah, it's totally weird. I was joking on Twitter today. Nobody answers my emails, but it's totally true. What? The, your lead should just be, "Here's my subscriber count." Yeah, you can is. now send me. Like, I, I mean, if we want to be like assholey about it, like. Come on, yeah, it's we we fly so under the radar, but uh, to a point, I kind of I kind of like it that way. Yeah, I, I like, and even the way we're set up and the way we put out videos, we're not reliant on that day one coverage. We're not reliant on getting a publisher to give us a review copy. 
we go out and we buy a lot of the games ourselves and just form our own opinions and you know play them in the wild as they're intended and i don't know it's fun and it's kind of cool because you're a little bit more in the conversation because people are getting it at the same time you're not putting out a review a week earlier um but yeah. in, in terms of in terms of youtuber friends and stuff um I, I i know a lot of guys like i know a lot of other people that do cool stuff not really not really on the gaming side you know like yeah. i think i think greg miller remembers who i am <laughs> um I don't really talk to a lot of Let's Players and stuff just because it's like a whole different industry. Um, I'm a little bit more like, you know, like, okay, so like if there's like an industry party or something, like I'm hanging out with people from Game Informer, like, or like, mm -hmm. you know, like not, not to like name drop. I'm just saying like, people... you're in a weird spot, like in a good way where, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not seen as like one of the game grumps, like people no. like, along that, but like you're no, kind of in this strange, like journalistic middle ground. I relate more and like where I found my friends are more of the traditional gaming media people. Um, so I, I, but I have been trying to get some guests on the Friday show. I want that more than anything. Like the way I just sit and talk to the camera and like just say things about the news of the week. I, I really would like to have every once in a while someone else sit next to me and shoot the shit with me. Yeah. You know, delivering the news. Um, I have a couple people I'm trying to get on, but yeah, mostly it's just, I'm, I'm lone wolf, baby. That's it. That's I have no influence. It's it seems to be working for you. I think you're doing okay. Uh, yeah, it's coasting along. Nobody's come to get me yet. So. <laughs> Another question about the other stuff you do other than game ranks. This is from Jacob Griffin. Uh, is there ever going to be hope for the Friday, pretty much it show to come back? Mm, no, pretty much it. Um, it's it was my bread and butter. It's where I built like I guess I built my hashtag brand and audience, but. The people who watch that show, I genuinely love, and like I consider ninety percent of them my friends. And it, it, but it's just a thing where that show, like, we kind of grew out of it. You know, mm -hmm. we talked movies and video games, and you know, the two other guys, Mike and Eric, you know, they just weren't as passionate in and into it as they used to be. And they were moving on to other projects, and then so was I. I had gotten the gig at Game Ranks, which kind of made it impossible to also do other stuff. Um, so that's kind of just how it went. It was like the band broke up. We grew up, but you know, uh, we're, we're still making content. We're just making it on the side, like fitting in with our lives, but we're doing like movie commentary still. We're doing like let's plays with like Mario party where we just drink beer and play Mario party. That's fun. Oh um, God, I want to do that. Yeah. That's really awesome. So like, we're still putting stuff out there. Like we still do care about those people, but like we have to move on a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to move on, but again, you got to keep doing what's working and now, try I have, something different. now i have a fully gamer audience and they're all mean to me yeah all your hashtag your hashtag brand is being destroyed by hashtag it used gamers. To be like hey jake that thing you said i'm pretty much it was funny last week can't wait to see uh you know uh the avengers and now it's like fuck you you said call of duty was good i think you should go die in a fire and yeah like, now hey, it's all like why would you hover you have to stand when you wipe you asshole like, yeah <laughs> that's that's the new stuff uh, yeah that's what they're saying you got to stand when you wipe you asshole <laughs> Uh, so we have one more question here. We blew by this hour mark. Um, this is from Mason Cade Packer. This is a second Packer. There's a whole bunch of Packers in this email stream. Ah, um, he's a new, I think he, I believe he's a new freelancer at Game Ranks. Is he? I believe so. Oh, wow. Well, the new freelancer has this to close it out. What is a day in the life of Jake like? Hmm. Well. No more poop talk. We already got that through, so. <laughs> I wake up, I pet my cat for a while, um, I take a shower, I go to, I get in my car, I drive to work. Since I kind of made my own hours, uh, I start at 10. 
That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the idea was like, oh, leave time for me to work out in the morning. But yeah, that happens occasionally. Um, and uh, yeah, we start at 10. I come in. I usually fire up the coffee. I've become one of those people that need coffee immediately. Yeah, and, one of uh, us. Depending on the day, I usually, first thing I do, if it's a game I have to play, I usually fire up whether it's the PC or the PS4 in like our gaming nook and uh, get downloading whatever game it is I have to play or talk about. And um, I sit down at my desk. I got a new desk. I love it. Um, I usually, honestly, like my, my daily driver is I have like a maxed out MacBook Pro, which does everything I need. So mm. I hook that up to a monitor and I just get my workflow going. And I just, I just, I plug my brain into the internet. Like I'm basically in the matrix all day and that's it. I mean, that's it. That's a, I guess that's it. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Friday is our crazy fucking production day because we do the Friday show. And since I'm obsessive and I want it done right, I take a long time researching every single thing I talk about. So I can't run my mouth on something I don't know about, which a lot of other YouTubers do. And uh, shots fired. <laughs> I'm going to say, say a name, say a name, motherfucker. Start calling them out. <laughs> Line them up. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it. It's great. I usually work like six or seven days a week just because I like it. I don't really think about it. That's and the important that's... part is like when you don't really think about it, when you're like, hey, I'm still happy and I can work all these days because it's really fun yeah. and I enjoy it. And that's also, again, goes back to that when you have like side stuff you're doing too. It's you like to do it and it makes you energized to do other stuff. Yeah, key, word, key takeaway from everything, positive vibes. Don't be a shitty person. Be a good person, and people will help you. That might be the best advice we got here. So other than the wiping advice, that might be it. Um, <laughs> Glad I brought something to this podcast. Yeah, something. Finally, something God damn, finally, it only took an hour and a half minutes, to yeah. get something insightful out of you. So thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions. This has been super cool. I yeah. always think it's fun to like, hey... I think I know, like, when I'm doing a podcast again with just me, it's like, I think this is what people want to hear, but it's way better if you just tell me sometimes, like, what you want to hear. You give people what they want. You need the validation uh, a little bit. You do. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 at all times, I need validation. Tell me I'm great. Tell me I'm pretty. Uh, tell me I look just like Troy Baker. That's what I really want in life. Um, yeah. My beard is way better than his. So, again, Jake, if people want to find you, where should they go? They probably know, but tell them again. I run my mouth all day at Twitter, uh, at Jake Baldino, B-A-L-D-I-N-O. Um, I'm also on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, trying to do Snapchat. That's not really working out. <laughs> um, uh, and then YouTube.com slash Because Video Games if you want to see me talk about movies and games. And if you want to see my main, uh, my main shit, the real shit, uh, YouTube.com slash GamerRanks, GamerRanks with an X, TV. Uh, Game Ranks TV. That's where we do videos every single day. And if it's a video that doesn't have my voice or my face on it, chances are I still help write, produce, or conceive it in some way. So you are you are Jake Game Ranks. So yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're listening to this still, please go to iTunes. Go find the 1099. Give that motherfucker a rating. Say it's pretty good. Say yeah, it's, say it's great if you want to. You can even like pretend and like, man, this shit's really good. You should listen to it. Do uh, that. Always that's helpful. What, that's what podcasts really need. Like, if you're out there and you're listening to podcasts, you get into a habit of doing that more because podcasts do rely on that to a point. Shockingly, because uh, yeah. it it's so much more visibility. Like your one review, like means so much. Like once you start seeing, like if you see two reviews on a podcast, you're like, oh, no one listens to this. But if you see like thirty, then you're like, oh, this actually must be a real show for real people. Yeah. And not some fake thing that like three people listen to. Uh, and this is, I'll tell you what, it is better than a fake thing that three people listen to. Uh, so again, Jake, thank you. We'll do this again sometime. Like, Absolutely. Oh yeah, my God. We'll 
field some more questions, get some more stuff, because I feel like there's still 100 things we could have talked about. We'll, uh, we'll also launch a uh, Dragon Ball Z podcast where every week we watch an episode together and then we podcast and talk about it. You shouldn't suggest this because now I want to do it. Like and That's you, okay. You shouldn't I shouldn't have suggested it because someone else is going to steal it. We need to do it immediately. God damn it. We, I'm going to delete this part. I'm going to save this part. Put in this part of the podcast in time capsule. <laughs> uh, so look for more episodes of this and also what are we going to call the Dragon Ball Z podcast? There has, there has to be a pun we can end this on. There has to be something uh, good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Namek, no, Namek, uh, pick a podcast. No, uh, go, coo, go. Hyperbol- Hyperbolic friend chamber. Oh, my God. With that, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully you tune back in for the next episode of the 1099. <laughs>